Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I am April Edmanski, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. And Colin Cunningham. And today uh, was uh, yet another bad movie lottery pick. Uh, oops, I forgot to look up who uh, the winner was. Yeah, we'll just edit. Um, we'll edit all this out. <laughs> anyway, uh, Colin, why don't you talk about what movie we're doing? Just give me a moment. Wait, you here. want me to delay? Should I start tap dancing? No, no, no I got da, it. Da, 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 look over here. Hey, Justin, yeah. how's it going? Keep your eyes away from the April as she okay. does something. I got it. I got it. Uh, Nick Gard is the 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 lucky patron who won and he was nice enough to uh, get back to us he gave us uh, three options as well which is really nice when fans do that but we picked Stephen Chow starring movie Out of the Dark from 1995 directed by and Jeffrey I should point Lau. out one of the movies that the listener uh, gave us as an option I had never heard about so I'm like ooh yes please what you've never heard but- of this one no, no Out of the Dark uh, I definitely had heard about I've watched <laughs> it like multiple times and shown it uh, it's a good like throw it in a marathon if people mm. want like a particular flavor sure. of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. definitely not something I would could uh, qualify as a bad movie. No, um, no, no one can see all. me doing air quotes. Yeah, maybe not, but it's definitely like a certain flavor, like you just said. Like it's a mm-hmm. Hong Kong horror comedy, and yeah. if you're not familiar with that uh like i've seen very very little i have i wouldn't say i haven't seen any of this genre but uh i've seen very little so it's definitely something that not everybody i think would necessarily like if they're not introduced to it properly or they might just think it's dumb but i mean it's I rather enjoy this movie. It's almost like, uh, you know, when Bollywood movies or something like that, or, sure, or yeah. the, the Bollywood comedies <clears throat> or Hong Kong comedies have a very uh, particular vibe that mm-hmm. if you're not into or you don't kind of get. Yeah, you might, if you have to get up to speed. You might not understand. Yeah, they can be very kind of manic and, uh, you know, yes. all over the place. Cartoony. Cartoony, um, but very broad. I don't consider that, yeah, yeah, it can be broad, but I don't consider that a bad thing. No, I mean, not at all. But I'm just saying, if you're not used to that sort of thing, yeah. and, and the way it kind of like swings back and forth between broad comedy, but you'll get some like really, like, just like rape jokes in this that are well, kind of like, it was 1995. Oh, I know, yeah, I know. Welcome to Hong Kong, baby. Yeah, I know. I know. There weren't any AIDS jokes because that was a big. Uh, there's a whole bit in uh, Tricky Brains, a Stephen Chow movie, where the joke is he pretends to have AIDS oh, boy. And, and like a date he doesn't want to go on. He's like coughing on people oh, no. and like a pamphlet falls out that's like how to live with AIDS. Oh, yeah. Jesus oh boy. Christ. I feel bad now, but I'm laughing. Uh, I mean, that scene is funny when you watch it, but it's like, no, this is bad. It yeah. is so Also, the movie where, wait, is that the one where he famously wears a skin-tight, um, skin-colored suit that just says, I am naked on it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Out of the Dark is interesting because this is actually a Shaw Brothers-produced film. Yeah. And they don't do that many movies uh, because they're mostly a television Um kind of company now that they have their big uh tv studios and stuff like especially even in 1995 and that's why i think people have seen this movie because shaw brothers i think have a deal with netflix which is why this one can be seen on netflix this is on netflix Mm -hmm. mm-hmm or it was for a long time hey we rented it off itunes yeah we got it on itunes Uh, who knows but uh uh for those of you who don't know who the shaw brothers are it's a production company in the brothers if you they're brothers uh 
Can you explain that? <laughs> yeah, Shaw Brothers was basically uh, the company that had a stranglehold on Hong Kong cinema through the 60s and 70s. Mm. And then they kind of lost power as it spread afterwards and a bunch of independent production companies started. I mean, to make a long story short, Shaw Brothers basically had all of their cast and crew in like uh, like almost like minimum wage working oh, on no. films. They, a lot of them lived at the studio because oh, they would give like room and board. And Yikes. I mean, none of that matters about the movie we watch, but that's... <laughs> where they come from context and you've seen the logo why, for sure you've, you've seen, oh yeah like, you know, i mean doesn't Tarantino movie. kill bill yeah he does yeah and yeah. so this movie is also uh i should clarify that for people who've never seen any stephen chow film other than kung fu hustle and challenge soccer his style of comedy was called like mole tao and i know i am mispronouncing that and it's essentially untranslatable uh, for like if you do subtitles because it's basically like can- Cantonese wordplay loosely translated mole tao means with no source or makes no sense but it's also <laughs> about like because Cantonese is like a tone based language mm-hmm. if you say a word a certain like in a certain tone it can mean something completely different and a lot of Stephen Chow's comedy comes out of that and that doesn't really translate oh, which is why there's like weird dead spots in his movies where you're like what is that a joke what's going on I got you okay yeah I mean we definitely noticed that like the subtitles that we that first of all the audio the dub I feel like it was dubbed in Mandarin the mm, version that we had because I was like it, it wasn't exactly yeah. lining up we and had, also we had subtitle issues we had broken subtitles so like maybe we were every, missing some space every ten words it was fine there would be like a space really? missing so yeah. there would be you, two and words you rented this like the version I wanted off of iTunes yeah off yeah. iTunes yeah, yeah well it had like you could select the. Uh, the subtitles so they weren't mm-hmm. kind of burned into the screen but yeah so every every like 10 words would be two words joined together Ugh, and that's just annoying. Kind of got used like, oh god it. damn it so uh, every time I just checked spoke. on uh, netflix it's not up there but it was there for a very <laughs> long time yeah so. i wasn't expecting to find it honestly on on itunes but it's mm-hmm. actually yeah, it rentable there. on we're doing the where you can find it real early but <laughs> i think it's rentable on youtube as well um mm. so you huh. can find it actually in multiple places and so I should also say that the director of this film, Jeff Lau Chunwai, is the guy that basically made Stephen Chow. Uh, oh. So Stephen Chow, for a long time, they did he acted in a bunch of stuff. He's most famous for being a kids' TV show host that would essentially beat the children. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just like a big asshole on the show. Oh my god! And so he was like in a John Woo movie called Just Heroes. He kind of wanted to be an action star, but it wasn't until he played a country bumpkin. Okay, so I'm gonna make this real fast. But yeah. the Hong Kong film industry is is insane. So, uh, Chow and Fat makes a film called God of Gamblers. Another company decides to make a rip-off film of God of Gamblers called All for the Winner, where Stephen Chow is inspired by Chow Young Fat, who exists in a movie, <laughs> and that film was a big hit. And then after that, Stephen Chow then was in God of Gamblers 2, the spin the rip-off <laughs> character, with actors that were in God of Gamblers 1. Wait, wasn't okay. there a God of Cooking as well? Yes, God of Cookery, Yo, which God is a Stephen Cookery. Chow film. Oh, God. So, oh, right, I've heard of that. So All for the Winner was like a massive hit, and it kind of made Stephen Chow a megastar, right. and it was Jeff Lau who directed that film. Oh, okay. And like some of his best movies were with Jeff Lau, and I would say that the other ones, uh, the best ones, people like don't really know Stephen Chow, <laughs> is directed by a guy, and I wrote his name down here because he's actually one of the actors in the film. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Uh, mm. He's the guy that like doesn't believe him. Like where he's like, no, none of this is true. That could be uh, like a lot of people. Yeah. yeah it's going <laughs> it? to be tough to talk about this movie because it's like, and then security guard number three does something. Yeah, yeah. They, they all, all kind of look alike. <laughs> they all have like distinct. Uh, Some of I don't them know, by, yeah. quirky personalities. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Lee Chi is the name of the director, and he made Love on Delivery from Beijing with Love and God of Cookery. Oh, okay. excellent Stephen Chow films. Um, so Stephen Chow, like mo- most people in North America, would know him from Shanghai. Uh, soccer or sorry Shaolin Shanghai soccer, soccer. Um, mm-hmm. I was somebody my friend gave that to me for my birthday one year and I kind of heard of it because I think Miramax had released it uh, yes they they had I mean I think that Shaolin soccer was the first Hong Kong movie I bought on DVD went to Chinatown and picked up a real copy yeah that's funny yeah I got a real copy too it wasn't the Miramax mm. Uh, mm. version which was which was good and I kind of heard of it I didn't know anything about Stephen Chow but uh, I loved it it's really funny you know, the special effects are kind of dated because well, it's I mean, whatever. Well, I mean, we watched this movie, obviously, Out of the Dark. I like, I loved it. Um, and then we watched the trailer for Shaolin Soccer, and I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> you never seen Shaolin's? No. Wait, did you watch the Miramax yeah. uh, yes. trailer where it's like, we couldn't, everybody is coming yeah. Which I swear to God yeah. they've used in every Jackie Chan yes. movie that they've released. Every single, and I should point out, the Miramax version is actually cut, too. Like, they cut a bunch uh. of stuff out. But, you know, and then we watched just a clip from Shaolin mm. Soccer, and I was like, okay, I want to see this movie. Yeah, and, it's like, much, much it better looks in context. really funny. Um, Wait, have you seen Kung Fu Hustle, No. April? I think this oh. might be my first Stephen Chow movie. Even, wow. I, unless, uh, uh, Justin, you maybe played one of his movies in one of your marathons that I've seen, but I don't think so. Or uh, like at Laser Blast or something. The last one I played was from Beijing with Love a while back, and I don't remember. I don't think yeah. I've seen that. So, yeah, so this may be your first Stephen Child film. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, okay, just quick. <laughs> Wait, have you seen Leon the Professional? <laughs> no, I have not. So I well, really, I was really confused. For, well, for you know who has seen it? Stephen Chow. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I should point out that, uh, so Stephen Chow, after Kung Fu Hustle, he essentially became a, like, did stop making movies. Like, he makes, like, one movie every eight years, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so he's done that, like, uh, Mermaid one. He did C. Was it C-13? CJ-7? CJ-7, Like his okay. E.T. one? And he barely is in that one. But in his prime, he was essentially like, I mean, I don't want to say forced by the triads, but there was triad involvement. He was making like five to seven movies a year. Holy like shit. Like a lot. Yeah. Holy So maybe smokes. that's why he's like, please don't make me make movies anymore. He's well, tired. It's funny, yeah, because Kung Fu Hustle, that was another big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not a big one, but known in North America, at least. Like mm-hmm. To me, that was the next Stephen Chow film, but then I looked and it's like, holy shit, there's nine years between that and Shaolin Soccer. He was supposed to direct uh, the Seth Rogen Green Hornet movie. That's <laughs> and, right. Oh my god, that would have been much and, better. And co-star in the movie, and according to to, uh, Seth Rogen on the commentary he was like he just stopped returning our calls <laughs> like, oh. we didn't even get like a confirmation or anything like oh, he's boy. just and supposedly that's how he is is like he's essentially turned into a Mike Myers yeah and unfortunately like Mike Myers it's been like workshopping like a team of scientists work on something for 10 years that's a broken fart machine yeah yeah <laughs> I was gonna say like was he like and this is probably a bad comparison like the Jim Carrey of you know absolutely the he was like he was known as like a rubber face actor yeah a Jim Carrey there's he even made a mask style movie where does he turn into a human toilet he does the six billion dollar man I think or 60 million dollar man yeah so that's just just, that's just a a calling from the six million dollar man like you know taking these western influences and twisting them and just like the like the professionals yeah and like the parodies it feels like these movies are supposed to be very um like that they 
aren't expected to last because mm-hmm. like there's stuff in this movie where I'm like that's a that's a parody of a Chinese commercial I feel or like a Hong Kong commercial. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at one point they put like um like stuff on their eyes to see ghosts. Yeah. And it's like this is parodying something, but I don't know what it is. So <laughs> I thought I had it was, to be there when it came I out. I thought it was just supposed to be bizarre and weird. Um, mm. Because it, it, it is funny that you say that because. Just a little bit. I was getting a little bit of like a scary movie vibe from this. Just mm. a little bit. And I'm not meaning that as an insult. I mean, yeah. we all liked the first scary movie, but the the, the dressing up as characters <laughs> from other movies, you know, um, which why is he even doing that? Just because he thought it was funny, I'm guessing. I mean, <laughs> we all as a, you know, people love the scene where like the guy jizzes so hard and then she blows up <laughs> in the ceiling. Scary movie. Great stuff. Um, but there are some gags. That being said there are some gags in this movie that i was laughing so hard at that i could easily see in like Ugh. you know top secret or airplane <laughs> yeah, or something like when that. when steven chow like hits and the way that it like they'll be like it's weird there'll be like <laughs> 10 minutes of dead spots and then 30 jokes in a row I know, in I like was, a minute there was you're <laughs> laughing so hard there was the scene uh the training sequence out they look like they're oh, on a golf course that, that, i, I think was that's like one of my I was yeah. in tears. I was crying <laughs> laughing. laughing. Let's go to the beginning. Yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> it takes place in an apartment building. Yeah. Uh, like a big, it, it seems like almost like a fancier apartment building, like Hong Kong high rise. It doesn't look too fancy. Also, and it seemingly yeah. has like a mall in the basement. Yeah. Is that like like in Toronto with like the path? <laughs> but if you look at if you look at the actual apartments, like they're kind of skeezy and they have that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. like a Hong Kong thing. They have like, um, like uh, what it's like great yeah that you kind of slide That's a Hong across Kong thing it almost reminded me of the kind of apartment uh, building in like attack the block or something yeah I mean it's not like uh, you'll see in a lot of like Hong Kong movies subsidized Hong Kong housing yeah, okay. where they're like packed with sardines yeah it's not quite there I mean no, this nice apartment to... building has like seven security guards working oh so. boy and most I'm of them sure, aren't working I'm sure that's normal for every, every apartment. yeah because we're introduced here to all our security guards we're not going to try to name them one no. of them is from Shaolin Soccer he's a Stephen Chow regular like I said another one is a director um, which happens a lot in Hong Kong movies because there's no unions so they just get a technical crew like whoever and, yeah yeah directors to act in the movies I thought like and it's, I thought I saw like Tsui Hark uh, in one of his other movies like we we're going through oh, the cast probably. or something it was like I mean uh, Choi Hark what he um, directed a film that Stephen Chow produced recently that is not oh, good okay. it's like a Monkey King movie so you know they're all connected yeah uh, for sure like Hong Kong is a very um, you know small industry and all the filmmakers help themselves and stuff like right, that or right. it was not anymore <laughs> <laughs> so like the beginning of this movie there's not really that much comedy for a while you could be like oh is this like a straight ghost horror movie because like a mother has died yeah and her family's worried about like their son disappears yeah they're burning the incense for this old woman who has just died under mysterious like, so there's a couple who have a young kid and it's like the couple i think the dad the husband's mother mm-hmm. had right. died under seemingly mysterious circumstances but they, they don't kind really of, know yeah they kind of move on they're kind of like introducing all these characters you know in the first scene and then there's like a group of security guards who are kind of standing around in a circle with all their arms interlocked and they're looking up so apparently like somebody somebody throws throw like stuff off luggage and stuff off the balcony every night and they're just like playing a betting game to see who can like stand there the longest without flinching before 
I don't know. Yeah. So stuff lands on them. And then, like, and wait, <laughs> isn't it, it? It's like a fridge falls yeah. out. Okay. On one so of I have to say, I I know it's really really early to say this. This was actually I think my favorite joke. Really? In the movie. Yeah. But the fridge falls and it hits one of the other security guards like on the head. It and lands. Then yeah. It lands and then he just opens the opens the door <laughs> and, and climbs out. out. And I realize it's been done before. It's like something it right out of a Bugs Bunny really cartoon. Me I mean, I mean, Stephen Chow in this movie is essentially Bugs Bunny. Yes. Yeah, like there's like yeah. so many Bugs he's Bunny Bugs, gags in this. He's a Bugs Bunny character. But yeah, he, he just comes out of the. <laughs> yeah, I could just see like the I don't know the coyote doing that in, like Roadrunner yeah. cartoon. Uh, <laughs> there's so way essentially yeah. the mother comes back and haunts the daughter. There's scary like TV stuff and right. spookiness happens. The child, their child shows up and he's possessed. He's got a vein coming out of his head. Yeah, so it's all about yeah. Stephen Chow is like this. I don't know. He's kind of like a lunatic. He's in an asylum, but uh, well, yeah. He's, I mean, Stephen Chow shows up in the apartment. Yeah. and he helps them right away. And oh my god, there is not only does he look exactly like Jean Reno's character in the professional he also has a plant like jean renault has yes. the professional and the plant is magic it points where ghosts are yeah i love but did that. you notice he's fighting the kid in uh, an electrical room and there's a highlander parody oh yeah is that's that right. What that was? that's right that's what it is when he gets and like, 1995 was highlander 3 big in um, See, i have no that's idea really funny because we just watched highlander like a month ago but i thought it was i was getting like like star wars he, he kind of holds up his uh he his, holds up his switchblade oh, yeah 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 and but even like uh when he when he kind of catches the kid he comes out of the shadows with his knife to his neck just mm-hmm. like leon <laughs> Well, okay. Yeah, and he's like, call them and tell them you won't haunt them anymore. Yeah, so basically he's kind of like, he's like a self-professed kind of ghost hunter or ghostbuster. And so we should let people know that like what the main, from my experience, Hong Kong, especially Stephen Chow joke, is people getting beaten up very badly and screaming. Yeah. Because like right away, uh, Stephen Chow tells a security guard, hey, you know, I'm a ghost hunter, blah, blah, blah. And the security guard's like... What? You're crazy. And Stephen Chow's like, I'm not crazy. And then suddenly, 10 men in suits <laughs> grab <laughs> Stephen Chow and drag him off. They drag him back to the asylum. Yep. Um, but I was, oh man, it was so funny. The uh, Yeah, but there's like right off the bat. So you're introduced like these two security guards who are kind of planning a heist. Like we were saying mm-hmm. earlier, there's like a kind of mall uh, at the, the base of this uh, tower. So they're planning a heist, and then they're they're making cracking like rape jokes or something like yeah they're like yeah well okay. they want a prostitute to come over <laughs> yeah and they're like yeah. oh we should rob That's that other store something. because the owner has big bosoms and then we'll rape her and like what and Ugh. there's a lot of like uh, that didn't really age well um, there's a couple jokes that are kind of, kind of uh, but overall not that bad there was one joke that I really laughed at that's kind of off color was like the uh, the couple that were introduced to at the beginning. Husband lighting, lighting, lighting the incense for the old lady. Their kid goes missing, and they come down to the security oh, yeah. guard. They're like, "Oh my god, our our kid's missing!" And then one of the security guards is like, kind of lighting a smoke, and he says, "Like, oh, it's probably just some sex maniacs got him." And then <laughs> his boss starts like hitting him with his billy club, and he's like, "What would a sex maniac want with a kid?" And he's like, "I don't know, sodomy." He's like, "Sodomy." <laughs> the parents are just having a meltdown. He says it very nonchalantly. And yeah, I mean, I felt bad, but I laughed. So we should point out that the sidekick in this film is a woman. It's an actor called Karen Mock, Mm -hmm. and she's a big Hong Kong actor. I looked. I don't think she's been in anything um, in North America. Uh, But just to let her know, I don't know what her character in the movie is. Mm -hmm. Uh, She who wears many wigs. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah. she wears a lot of wigs. She starts out, I didn't even know it was the same character, because she yeah. starts out wearing mm-hmm. like the spiky orange wig. Like She's just broken she up with her great. boyfriend. I thought that yeah. I was getting like a Run Lola Run vibe, and then she kind immediately of, yeah. is not wearing that anymore, and then she... Because she needs to look more like <laughs> Natalie Portman yeah. in The Professional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's wearing the exact outfit, wig, wig everything. Yeah. Bomber. And, and so did she see him and was like, he looks like Leon The Professional. I like him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because she goes and visits like him in the insane asylum and she's like uh she talks to him a little bit and then she helps him escape which yeah. has a really funny gag where there's a security guard it's like how are we gonna get past him <laughs> and it's like oh he's sleeping with his eyes open let's go yeah that, that's like something out of top secret like they kind of run yes. they kind of turn around and bump right into him and he's just like standing there oh he's and he's so sleeping. they go back to the apartment because they want to uh exercise the old woman ghost but what we learn is it was her kids that killed her. Yeah, that's kind of like, uh, you know, revealed a, a little bit later, but there's like this creepy uh, scene where the, the mother that we uh, saw earlier, she's like in the apartment mm-hmm. and the TV gets possessed by... It was uh, kind of like the ring. Yeah, it was kind of neat. I like that scene. And then like, okay, it's hard to explain, but it's like she sees like the image of her living room on her television and then she turns around, oh my God, there's a camera in my other room. And then she goes... And she like turns the camera off, and then she looks at the TV, and she can like still see like herself from the back the of her head. But then yeah. she turns around, it and it's was like effectively creepy. Yeah, she turns around, and it's like her mother's face, and then her mother, ah. her mother's ghost, like takes over the TV, and it starts chasing her around. It's really cool. And uh, so, how we learn that the old grandmother ghost is actually a benevolent ghost is that. A security guard is walking around scared, and someone's like, Ooh, give me $50. And he's like, Wait a minute. And it's a drug addict. And the drug addict's like, "Ah, I'm just kidding. And then somebody else comes up. He's like, Ooh. And the security guard starts beating them up and kicks off their head. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got a headless grandma running around. And it was really fucking funny. Yeah, it's like a short person, but they, they had this like extended torso. It's just like, <laughs> running around. do you guys remember that like uh, amazing stories with like Christopher Lloyd with yes. no head? Yes. It was like that, but like more comical because it just didn't look as good. They didn't have like the really good special effects. Yeah, their torso is like 12 inches <laughs> see, uh, like, longer than it should be. It was just, it just the, the way it was running around through the, the mall, it was just so funny. <laughs> and there's... Of course, a mix them up where like the security guards who are robbing a place, which bags with the, with the security guard that has a head in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. this like scene is like a culmination of all these kind of story threads that they've kind of started at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and what ends up happening is the uh, um, old lady's ghost chill. Old lady ghost children can't get it out. Um, they're like, we're going to kill everybody because they know that we murdered our grandmother. And so I got to ask you guys, how surprised were you when blood started splattering all over the place? Uh, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, and again, you know, you don't expect to see that in a Looney Tunes cartoon. It did take me a little off guard, but it was yeah. very like cartoon violence because at that mm-hmm. point it was kind of bloodless. Um, did you notice that the, the the couple's son like is like kind of like a big thing in the first 10, 20 minutes and then he just never comes back? Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> gone. No, no. <laughs> After his parents, we should his point out, are, are brutally murdered. murdered. Just one of the but funniest they scenes, kill themselves. Okay, so the there's a confrontation on the rooftop and then the husband... I think he falls. He kind of confesses. He's like, you know, we, I didn't mean to kill my mom or yeah, something, whatever. Something and then, so they're kind of, yeah, on the roof. And then Stephen Chow shows up, uh, you know, with a gun, with the, with the gun, which he had in the insane asylum for some reason. <laughs> uh, and he's like, 
<laughs> this druggie that has been <laughs> that the security guard guy has been he really carrying takes some punishment. He's always anything that happens, like if somebody goes to stab him, <laughs> yeah. the druggie That's ends right. up getting stabbed. The security stabbed. guard gets attacked and he uses the poor uh, addicted to drug guy, the human shield. <laughs> He's getting stabbed like half yeah. a dozen times. You really have to see it because you can't. I could not possibly explain how many times this when, guy gets. And when hit. Stephen Chow uh, burst onto the roof, he accidentally <laughs> shoots the drug at him. And yeah. the girl's like, "No, no, it's the it's the two with the knives." There's a really funny gag here where like the husband falls and dies, and then the wife is like, "I'm gonna kill myself and come back as a poltergeist and haunt you." And they're like trying to get her not to do it, and then Stephen Chow is like, "Wait, I'll pay you some money." And she turns around and she automatically has like makeup and nice hair again. And she's, she's like, like how, how much, much money? money? And he was like, uh, I was just kidding. And then all of a sudden she's like ugly again and then jumps. Off. <laughs> yeah. It was a very, very funny guy. But she's wearing red or something like that. She's putting on a mm. red yeah. sweater. And, she's <laughs> and then like, she has red lipstick on. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if you die in this horrible way, you're bound to be like a poltergeist. So they all run down to the ground floor where the, the bodies are. And he's like, oh, we can't let them die. If they die in this way, they're going to haunt the building forever. Sure. So this is one of my favorite scenes. Where he's trying to resuscitate the woman. And he's just beating her. He's just like kicking her. He's like beating I think her. he picks up like a pipe and like a, a block a chair. of wood. He, he pulls a hammer and then like a folding chair from off screen and he's whacking <laughs> yeah. her. And, and then, then they, they cut to a really wide. Which is like a, a typical kind of like uh, naked gun shot mm. yes. where there's two people talking in the foreground and in the background, <laughs> yeah. Stephen Chow is like jumping and stomping on her and it's clearly just a dummy and he starts like whipping her around yeah. and like her foot like flies off or something I mean, like we, that. we love a good dummy shot. A good dummy shot will always make me laugh. And Stephen Chow was correct because she comes back to life and then she <laughs> takes a gun and shoots herself multiple times yeah it happened it, 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 it like a couple of scenes in this movie it kind of goes on so long it stops being funny and then it keeps going and becomes funny again yeah <laughs> she i think she kills herself like twice yeah three well, times. she shoots herself falls back Stephen Chow then uses a uh, electrical cable to bring her back to life. Yeah. yeah, but then he makes the druggy guy hold the electrical cable, and then <laughs> yes. he makes the druggy guy give her a blood transfusion. Oh, um, I forgot about that by slicing the drug, the drug addict's wrist, and then he's like, "Wait, what? What? Wait, what's your blood type?" He's like, "A B." He's like, "Ah, she's B." Why did you tell me this before? And then he smacks him in the face, and it ends with a gag that I think about all the time, where. Uh, she, she comes back to life for like the seventh time, takes the gun off the ground, puts it to her head. She's like, I'm going to come back as a ghost. Stephen Chow pulls out a knife, throws it at her, you assume to knock the gun out of her hand, and it just hits her right in the forehead. And she dies. Yes. So he accidentally killed her. He was trying yeah. to save her. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that scene was really, really funny. Uh. <clears throat> the people listening to this are just like stone faced, like nothing funnier than people explaining jokes yeah, to I him. know. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things you have to, you have to watch it. It's a little tough. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of like a top secret uh, situation where you don't want to just explain all the jokes but I mean yeah, the, the, the plot is a little complicated <laughs> in this movie and which we don't really need to get into the details of because it would just be t- too confusing but mm-hmm. after this I believe they're like training the oh, security well, I mean, guards well hold on here f- we're, we're kind of missing a scene because while this is happening uh, there was like one of the drunk security guards thinks that I think he mistakes oh, no. he mistakes yeah so I wasn't clear on it he got a blowjob from that decapitated <laughs> he head mistakes right mistakes the headless 
ghost for a woman that his friend has set him up with. So he has sex with this headless ghost behind like some, off screen. We don't behind see some bushes. So it was not a blowjob. And then the very next scene where like they're all getting reprimanded by their their boss. Uh, this this guy who had sex with the headless ghost, his balls are really huge. <laughs> and then he's like, "Look what she gave me!" And then everybody starts kicking and punching yeah. and balls. like hitting it with their police baton. <laughs> Stephen Chow pulls out a gun and he goes to shoot his balls. It, but it's like, is it implied that he has like ghost like STD ghost. or something? I guess. Sure. I mean, it's never spoken of again. <laughs> no. Uh, there's so many like jokes in this where it's like it, yeah it can kind of be hit or miss yeah but uh, most of them yeah are like funny. Uh, Stephen Chow loves a man in drag joke oh, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was a little confused about that because that is a character in the movie it's yes. one of the security guards yes and yes. they don't explain like oh this is your friend Joe who is going to dress up as a woman in the mm. scene it's just look at this ugly woman right uh, which yes. is not funny and I thought that he was pretty cute as a woman Recur- reoccurring theme it's and it's the same actor in every one of the oh Stephen Chow God, films really? who plays a woman and like in this movie it goes like the characters are vomiting because they find it so disgusting yeah. yeah not good he looked good like like yeah he looked good <laughs> yeah he was a, a very very pretty woman well this is so uh, this, training- this, this all happens oh. in the training scene so this yeah, is like he's Later. <laughs> he's going to show them how to, uh, to you know not show fear and mm-hmm. so he like it looks like a golf course or a beach yeah, or something yeah i'd say golf course uh, and this has got to be one of my favorite scenes i was like i oh, was you're stealing it from me i was no, you can have in it, tears well, you was, laughed a lot at the dummy too so you can say well that the dummies are always hilarious <laughs> But, but like this scene is so funny, and it <laughs> and it's it, it's it's a straight up like Looney Tune setup where essentially like I know the part that you find the funniest is Stephen Chow says I'm gonna take dynamite out <laughs> and you have to hold it and not be afraid and right away he's like all right let's get started he lights it and he explodes instantly and smash cuts to him in the emergency room <laughs> he yes. wheeled in it's always the and same series of cut cuts back to the golf course he's like okay. That goes, was a short fuse. I mistakenly picked one with a short fuse. <laughs> and then it cuts to him and he put, he's like lighting the next one, but he has to like hold it in his mouth. No, ma- he puts it in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, he holds it in his mouth and then he lights the match, but, uh, you know, accidentally flicks it into his mouth and then it like explodes again, but it always cuts to like the same wide shot of a mannequin. His head explodes. The mannequin's head explodes. I thought maybe it was hat, his hat, but no, I think his, it was hat his, head. his hat always flies And then off. in the next scene, like, he's in the, ho- that, that's that same hospital hallway, but like there's like a, a bandage on his cheek. So I think it's implied that like his head blew off. And keeps, then yeah, the, te- well, the teeth. So from that point on, I was shocked because I noticed this sign, the commitment. He wears big buck teeth for like 20 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it is like he really I'm like, okay, well this is gonna go away in the next shot or something like that. Yeah. He has he has these huge teeth for like a huge chunk of the movie. Until he goes to the hospital much later on, and they're like, oh, they use an iron on them to uh, straighten them out. They're, they're absurd. They're so big, and it's like yeah. clearly... It's like what you get at the dollar store, and you're like in a seventh grade talent yeah. show, and you're like, I'm playing a character. And they're clearly like affecting his speech. Like he can't... Yeah. Like, he just Good thing we had subtitles. walking like this. I don't know how they kept a straight face. Uh, well, and uh, there's a third punchline too, where he has the dynamite, and... <laughs> well, it's like, it's he, like 10 sticks of dynamite tied together or something. They're playing hot potato. 
Yes. <laughs> There's a really funny <laughs> gag where they're playing hot potato. He keeps trying to hold on to it until it's low. Then he can pass it around. Yeah. And then finally he gets it and he looks over to pass it to the next person. And the the, la- the woman is standing like 30 feet away. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, no. And then it blows up. But did you notice it's really quick, but it's not him going to the hospital. Yeah. It's the other guy sitting, uh, standing beside him. Yeah, it's because he puts on, before this happens, he puts on a, mo- a motorcycle helmet. So <laughs> yeah, when right. the sticks blow up, it's everybody is like around him has been like injured. Oh, yeah. And, and he's the one that's pulling like the, the gurney. It's really funny. Yeah, it's really just kind of like classic comic timing. Yeah. It's, and it's the like type the editing. of like comic editing that. You wouldn't get in like a scary movie or an epic movie. No. This is like it's like pure Edgar Wright <laughs> editing comedy, fast editing comedy. And For it something works. so uh, like weirdly, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it slips through your fingers. There's a word for it, and it's just on the tip of my tongue. Mm. Elusive. Oh. No, not elusive. Uh, ephemeral. That's what okay. I'm looking for. It's like very ephemeral. It's shot like so slickly. Like it looks so nice. Like the color gels and the camera moves mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Sometimes, uh, you know, for jokes that it's like, oh, that's bad. Like the next scene where they're all at a dinner. And for some reason, one of them starts like vomiting blood. Yeah. I don't know what that? that was about. I actually went back and I was like, did I miss something? Like, I'm assuming what's going it was on? like lingering injuries from the previous scene. I like guess. the explosion. Yeah, 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 but it kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like, Okay, what was that all about? And what's important about this scene is that he says, I see ghosts everywhere. You can see them if you put um, like cow's, cow's tears. tears on your... Because ghosts hate cows, which is also why they hate chocolate, which plays into later on. And you can also catch ghosts with Saren Rap. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he gets everyone to put on this... Uh, uh, it's like this blue liquid. It's, it's frosted yeah. blue eyeliner, which yeah. was big in the '90s. Well, yeah, they all put, kind of put it on. It just cuts so wide shot of them all. It looks like they have blue eyeshadow on. Yeah, really and funny. I think that's mm. supposed to be a joke. Like, isn't it silly that men are wearing blue eyeliner? Yeah, I, that's I a think, joke. I think that was the joke, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then right after this, you get the scene of uh, the guys chasing down the woman in the red outfit, and uh, it, I still found it funny, but it's a little, a little blue where they're like. They think she's a ghost, so they're grabbing at her and touching her, and they're touching her boob, and they're like, "Wait, wait, yeah, let me touch it, let me touch it." Like, mm-hmm. it's not the worst thing ever, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a little off kilter. Yeah, but you know, I, I giggled. They're they're feeling her heartbeat. They're like, "Yeah, no, she yeah. can't be a ghost." And they're like, <laughs> yeah. "I don't believe you." Let oh, me and try. she is she a busty woman in a low cut red dress? What a yeah, she is. Yeah. Exactly. And then we get a scene where uh, Chow Young Fat, uh, it's Chekhov's flying hat. Wait, Chow Young Fat. Like, what? Uh, did I say Chow Yun yeah, Fat? Chow Yun Fat. Oh, Stephen Chow. Sorry, I was getting my God of Gamblers <laughs> Stephen confused. Stephen Chow Yun Fat. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Um, he's showing them uh, a flying hat he invented. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. No, oh, sorry. I said Chekhov's flying hat. Yes, yes because it is. Uh, it yep. may or may not and, come back later. And Spoiler, after all of this, the security guards still don't believe him. And Stephen Chow's like, I'm invincible. Like, I want you to stab me with this uh, chopper. Just to prove that, you know, I can't feel pain. And then, uh, and, and then the, it, it kind of goes on for a really long time where they're like yelling at him and he's like, no, stab me. And he's like, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. And Natalie Portman, <laughs> Natalie Portman is the only one who does it. And of course, he, uh, he's like, oh, I didn't think you really would. <laughs> he falls immediately. You think he's yeah. dead. And then he disappears from the movie for a couple uh, scenes. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's missing for, for like a little bit. 10, 15 Not minutes. He's gone. 
Yeah. It's like Stephen Chow's like, I'm, I'm shooting five movies a year, man. I gotta go make my other movie. <laughs> well, you just like cut to the, the, what is it? The triads or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like they, they uh, something that the triads did to the director Wong Jing supposedly is they actually like broke all his teeth. Oh, jeez. By like curb stomping oh, uh, no. his head. Yeah. Mm. What's crazy about uh, the God of Gamblers film is that the God of Gamblers' best friend in the movie is an actual like mega triad member. What in real life? In real life, yes. Oh, is he a good actor? Uh, uh, he's fun, yeah. I mean, he gets to do all the coolest stuff in the movie because of course. he's probably dictating what's happening. <laughs> do you think that like the mafia in America was ever like that involved in like filmmaking? Pornography. Oh, that's they their were. yeah. That's their racket. That was their racket. So, like, Deep Throat, like, made, like, so much money. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as well, oh. was, like, mafia-driven. As far as, like, the distribution of that. And, like, Toby Hooper and the people who made that saw nothing. Um, but, yeah, like, basically the whole film industry for a long time was run by triads. Uh, the director of Fantasy Mission Force said that he and his actor friend were, like, forced to make movies, multiple ones a year, because mm. they were making very popular films by the triads. Hey, you know, wouldn't you love to be forced to make movies? it's like my dream it might not be fun anymore but that's the thing it's like as a mob like it could be profitable so instead of yeah. you know bumping over cigarette trucks or whatever they're doing or, or money laundering or, or you know this and that like get your hand in the film industry i'm just it's uh, also about prestige like if it's you can true, act yeah. in a movie beside chariot sure. fat yeah i'm and just thinking of, like hey i uh, i funded this movie uh, my little brother wants to be an actor <laughs> it's me it's it's me and my friend um <laughs> Art Hindle are making a movie. <laughs> the biggest stars that you've ever seen. I'm just thinking of getting a call from some gangsters. Like, yeah, you're going to direct five movies this year, Colin. And I'm like, no, no. What if, it was, okay. what if it was like, okay, you have to direct. Uh, no, they're like, you have to do multiple podcasts a day. No. All the movies. No, he said like, Colin, you have to direct uh, Transmorphers 7. And it stars... Uh, uh, Dean Kane. Dean Kane, who won't show up on time, like that would suck. <laughs> or you're saving the dog who saved you're 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 yeah, the dog who like saved Dean Christmas. K- <laughs> Dean Kane and <laughs> Prevalent Ray's like, hey, I like directing those movies. <laughs> if I could use like a pseudonym, uh, yeah, sure. Kevin Sorbo and Dean Kane. Oh. I mean, do pseudonyms work anymore? Like everybody knows everybody who directed. finds out eventually. Uh, yeah. Yes. They're, they're too uh, good so, hey, they don't, they, I was going to you know, say that Stephen Chow actually couldn't even be let into Canada due to his triad connections. Really? Yep, he was stopped at the border and they said, you can't come in. How do they know? Oh, uh, It's probably just well documented, yeah. like hey, he, he, in a database he's somewhere. To, uh, you know, the mob. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong film director, eh? <laughs> probably connected to the mob. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> I think he was supposed to come. I, it, it may have been like a TIFF screening I'm of some kind. I'm pretty sure. And it might have been that mm. um, ET one. Oh, CJ7? Maybe? Yeah, probably. I can't remember. Well, that sucks. That movie's not good if anybody wants to yeah, check it out. Yeah, I've kind of heard uh, so Stephen Chow is supposedly a very Peter Sellers-like uh, person. That's the feeling Like, very difficult to work with and, like, very dour in real, like, day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, there's always bloops at the end of his movies. Like, hey, he's a fun guy. They're having fun. <laughs> that's the impression that I got. Are you telling me <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not Yeah, he's not like, like that. that. No. <laughs> the bloopers are just, like... Shots of him, like, tears. Who are, like, really <laughs> funny people? I guess Jim Carrey was supposedly pretty affable in his day-to-day life. Fellow Canadian. I guess so. Yeah. But now he just seems all self-serious. Yeah, and he's that, broken now, up. Yeah, he does kind of seem like 
he he's broken if when he watched Jesus. that doc, but that, oh, that documentary. documentary was horrible <laughs> i like i oh, liked it that andy coffin like, oh my god dude, dude you Awful. got issues no it's like um, how insufferable can you, like, can you, must can you imagine been. being Danny DeVito, Ugh. who knew Andy Kaufman, and then like someone's pretending to be him? You're like, oh my it's god! It's like that, that's that's the epitome of just fucking like that insufferable method acting bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you could just see when he was doing it, uh, you could see the reaction on Danny DeVito's face. It was just like, Ugh. but yeah, I do think that a lot of like comedic actors, uh, they all have a comics as well, stand up comics. They all they always have this dark side, mm-hmm. and I think that it's because you know, they are, have this thing of always like wanting to make people laugh or make themselves laugh to kind of stave off these negative thoughts. Oh, comedians never laugh. They're not allowed. To, they can't <laughs> allow themselves yeah, to do so. They're always expected to, uh, to but, like, be if, funny or Yeah, you know, perform. but if you take someone like, you know, like Conan O'Brien, not a stand-up comic, but a very, very funny guy. And like, there's stories like of him, like in the uh, early, like Simpsons, like writer's rooms where he would just perform for like five of the other writers uh, and just go bounce off the wall and stuff just for them like just Mm -hmm. just because like he felt like he he wanted to do that because he enjoyed it and that's why people like him end up getting their own like tv shows and stuff you know Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that like you don't think stephen shaw would get a talk show uh, <laughs> Justin. Oh, if he wanted to, yeah, he just had to turn it on. Like, yeah, in the moment. he was. He had a kids TV show. Remember? He just he yeah. just turns sideways, and there's like a triad there, like tapping his watch. <laughs> yeah. No, with like another movie script. Like, hurry up! <laughs> yeah. It was like cameras ready to go. It's like a bowfinger. It's like Chubby Ray. He's always making movies. <laughs> Uh, okay, should we get to the conclusion of this movie? Yes, the big climax of the movie. Yes, big uh, which is. The security guards are scared because the ghosts are supposed to come at night. Stephen Chow's not there. He's in the hospital because he was stabbed. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a big microwave scene, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they all get start picked off one by one. One of them gets killed by being trapped in an elevator. And then the elevator fan drops from the ceiling oh, yeah. <laughs> and chops them up unseen uh and yeah and then the aforementioned microwave scene where they just kind of turned like a red light on in one of the apartments and the idea is that the whole apartment has become a microwave it's like the it's because the microwave opens. yeah it's like the door is never open. do that it'll microwave the whole <laughs> and room everything yeah. is like melting and the guy's like skin is blistering bubbling and... up some pretty cool <laughs> special like practical special effects that's a hong kong special that's like in all the hex movies anytime someone gets cursed they're like ah and like the air bladders on their face i loved it <laughs> and then the girl comes in and then her boobs like start inflating. Yeah. I mean, like, that oh! was maybe a little too oh, far. That's a scary but... movie territory. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But then the specifically like scary boobs. movie too. Then they yeah. explode, and everybody's covered in like in just 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 mysterious just, liquid. Yeah, boob juice, which is kind of gross. And then but Stephen Chow worry, shows up because. And he unplugs the microwave. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then everything goes to normal, back He's, to normal. And he was like, it's all an illusion. And then everybody's back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah, and then there's kind of a scene where they're like waiting for the possession to happen and they don't really know what's going on. Uh, there's a really funny scene where a guy goes on the <laughs> to the toilet. No, yeah. like, a ghost hand wipes his ass. <laughs> <Well, they're laughs> yes, yeah, so that was very funny. Um, one guy like washes his face with blood out of the faucet. Um, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's a little over the top, but whatever. <laughs> Ever. It's an, Just illusion. an illusion. But th- 
But there's no real punchline to that because it's no. just like he just covered in blood for. But a while. yeah, he kind of really shows up in the next it. room, and then people are looking at him like, "What the fuck?" But everyone's kind of in a trance, and then we find out the flower is alive. The flower can like yeah. uh, it I can don't know sense can, ghosts. can sense ghosts and point yeah. to them. But there's a really funny gag here, which again is right out of like Top Secret or something, where they're they're kind of focusing on the flower, and uh, all this like spooky like music is playing. Like, oh yeah. Woo-hoo, <laughs> yeah and then uh, Stephen Chow's like stop that and the guy pulls up this boom box he's like sorry I thought I would, it would add the mood and yeah. he stops the music and then right after that the music starts again and he's like I said to turn it off and he's like I'm not playing it anymore <laughs> I turned on myself there's some really funny gags That's like that very classic and then, but it works. and then it turns out that Natalie Portman is possessed and Stephen Chow stabs her with a giant axe in the it's shoulder it's like a ghost axe though it doesn't actually affect yeah. her if you physical haven't form. noticed listeners um People can sustain very, very heavy injuries in this and not um, die. Oh, yeah, yes, for sure. It doesn't matter. That's the, that's the, the type of movie it is. <laughs> it, it, yeah, because in this scene, Stephen Chow gets thrown up against the wall and he, like, vomits blood. He's getting strangled and, by a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, all the security guards run away and then suddenly Stephen Chow runs uh, with them <laughs> and the security guard's like, what? I thought you died. Stephen Chow's like, strangled to death and bleeding are two different things. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, everybody is cartoons. Uh, they you, catch you know, Nobody dies. People are coming back in this movie like, you know, it was a Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, this is when I was like, oh, what a Bugs Bunny joke this is, where suddenly they meet Natalie Portman again, and she's like, oh, I'm not possessed by the ghost anymore. It's over. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, man, we skipped over a very funny joke that Stephen Chow explains how he came back, <laughs> yeah. which is she stabbed him in his appendic- appendix. <laughs> And he had appendicitis. Yeah, so he he just so happened to have appendicitis. I'm fine now. (laughs) And and so, like, the the, basically the final act of the movie is a lot of people going, like, I'm not possessed by the ghost. Oh, I am possessed by the ghost. Yeah, they're possessed kind of, like, one by one. They all kind of, like, uh, go up to the roof. There's, like, a big sort of action set piece on. Uh, uh, There's a great sequence where the woman goes to stab Stephen Chow, and she's like, ow, because he had a mousetrap in his Yeah, she's, like, reaching into his pocket. I think it's supposed to be, like, I'm touching your dick joke kind of like mm-hmm. i have my hand in your pocket and then so so she just has her hand like in his pocket for like 10 minutes it's supposed mm-hmm. to be funny <laughs> and then he's shooting like maltesers at the ghost with like a slingshot okay, i gotta say there is no candy they could have used that has less milk chocolate in it than maltese <laughs> yeah. like, that's like fake chocolate maltesers, i'm not a big fan of maltesers i love maltesers in uh, canada we have things called uh, whoppers, I think. There's whoppers, yeah. But that's the same thing, is it not? Uh, very different. The flavor is different. But isn't it malted mm. milk? I don't think so. I think it is, dude. Uh, it's they taste different. Anyway, I'm not a big. So can fan. you get Maltese in Canada? Can. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I grew up eating them. It's malted milk, right? <laughs> that's covered in chocolate. Yeah, it's just like a kind of oh. uh, like almost like a honeycomb, but. What is malt? Yeah. <laughs> but it's the kind of, like, chocolate that, like, you know, the Easter bunnies are made of when you get them from the dollar store. Like, this ain't chocolate. This <laughs> is, like, canola oil chocolate. or something like that. I yeah. like the Easter bunnies. I love Maltesers. Oh, yeah, I used to get an Easter Ugh, bunny gross. every Easter, but we got them from, like, not the dollar store, from, like, the nice store. I had, <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah, we don't want them from the dollar store. Go to the nice chocolate store. I had a chocolateer the, uh, in Oshawa. Chocolateer. I had a friend uh, like, when I was growing up. It was, like, in high school. He would uh, wait till after Easter when all the stores would have sales they were trying to get rid of their Easter bunnies oh yeah and he would just buy tons of Easter bunnies and Easter like the big ones yeah you know in like the 
plastic clamshell case and everything. Wait, would it be the ones that are like solid chocolate and they're giant? You're like, how am I going <laughs> to eat this? It's just like bite marks. It would it mostly be the hollow ones with like, you know, okay. they'd have a bag of, I don't know, Reese's Pieces in the middle or something. Mm-hmm. And he would, uh, he would just eat them in the car. He would be driving around to go see movies or something. And he would leave the Easter bunnies on the windshield of the car on oh, the dashboard. No. Uh, in the sun so they would warm up so he could like eat them easier when he's driving would they not <laughs> melt into yes. complete liquid yeah and his whole face would just be covered in chocolate D- ew uh, or uh, or was he like yeah I uh, melt the chocolate and I eat it that is what the brown covered <laughs> face liquid that I have so he would be driving around like he's probably like 17 at this time or something and his whole face would be covered in chocolate like a three year old that's bizarre i have another story about melted chocolate bunnies that my dad told me uh he had a chocolate bunny i guess left over from easter and he wanted to have like ice cream at home and you know how like you would have like chocolate sauce you know out of the jar or like in the squeeze thing or whatever he didn't have that so he's like why don't I just melt this chocolate bunny on this ice <laughs> oh, cream? Oh, nothing's going to go wrong with and this. And so he did. And apparently, as soon as he like took it out from the microwave, it like solidified instantly. And so he couldn't even like break through it with his spoon. Oh, he just made it harder. Yeah, exactly. Wait, that he did it. He melted it, and then it made it, it, so it instantly became 10 times harder. Was it like the T-1000? Yeah, it yes. it's, like, it's a mimetic poly alloy. Yeah, you had to freeze it and shoot it with a gun. That was <laughs> it's true. If you put those chocolate bunnies in the freezer, they shatter instantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where else are you supposed to put them? They're gonna melt. And Colin Friend's gonna and eat put them. On the dashboard. He's gonna have poop mouse driving around Toronto. <laughs> and he would really play it up too. He'd roll the window down and like say hi to people when he's like passing them. Would yeah. he? Hello. He seemed very uh, proud that he, <laughs> he had yeah, chocolate bunnies. Some say old poop mouse is still <laughs> driving around Toronto around. Hey, that was like his favorite time of year. It was the, the Easter. cheap Easter bunny. This weird the friend. After Easter and that bunny. friend was April at <laughs> No, no, it can't be me because I don't drive. <laughs> and also, you you ate only the fanciest yes, chocolate. There was a fancy from the chocolatier. But you didn't, uh, April. We have your favorite from Tibet. I know it's the only chocolate you like to eat. The one that is pooped out of cat's anuses. <laughs> really? So you you didn't go to Sears uh, the week after Easter to buy? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> buy that garbage like it's those little like like the like the circle chocolates like the eggs that just taste like garbage but you're yeah. a kid so you don't know any better well he would get the yeah i'm okay. talking like Again, i'm talking April, like the big fancy chocolate you're talking oh, about oh you're talking about those little ones in the yeah, foil yeah. in the foil yeah. yeah and that you eat them and they're like oh didn't take all the foil yeah. off oh yeah because all the foil is like embedded into the chocolate <laughs> those yeah. were the those were the chocolates that uh our family would those hide those were the poor children but, no, chocolates no, no, no. they would hide for us when we did easter egg hunts i mean you guys did that right oh okay. yeah definitely <laughs> make sure i'm not the weird one those are like okay. the the leftover floor sweepings from the chocolate factory well then you would you would always <laughs> yeah. find one like no, a year uh, later like what the fuck and then you eat it that oh, is no, uh, it's no insane. good that is very generous from a chocolate factory uh-uh that's from somewhere else and it's like chocolate chocolate color like i don't think i remember reading once and they're like those aren't made of chocolate they're made of like something else it's like it's like wax throw some sugar colored wax (laughs) it's earwax why would they make them out of earwax it's like unlimited supply so many human beings we just extract it from them (laughs) make those those bags of like 500 for a buck oh yeah it's like Uh, they cost less than a penny that tinfoil ain't coming out (laughs) 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 all right so back to the movie 
Okay, so we mentioned the we're at the climax now. Uh, each of the uh, people are getting possessed. One of them gets possessed and is going after the rest of them with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And a scene yes. that seemingly goes on forever. A very long time, um, but it's fun. It's... It, like I said, it kind of stops being funny. And then it, because it just keeps going, it becomes funny. Well, there's a scene where they're, they're about to cut them all up. And they're at the top of the roof on the scaffolding. And Stephen Child's like, I got an idea. And he pulls out a banana, yeah. peels it, eats it very quickly and then throws the banana peel and the person slips on it and falls off the yeah. building. Which is very funny. And now the scaffolding is made of bamboo, which I'm guessing is a real thing in China mm-hmm. or Hong yes. Kong. Uh, which it's I very think strong. is very cool. But then, of course, uh, they have yeah, to... Yeah, haven't you seen Rush Hour 2? <laughs> no, I haven't. But then they have to somehow uh, cut through it and they don't have any weapons. <laughs> they try the, the Swiss Army knife and then they're like, try the saw part. And she has like a nail file. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no. So they have to use their teeth. So like beavers, they're biting, biting, <laughs> through it and uh yeah we all stood up when that happened it was like oh canada (laughs) just reminded me of home um and then uh the only way of escaping is to use um chekhov's flying helmet um only we don't have the helmet anymore so stephen chow makes it out of newspaper yeah he's like uh folds origami hats for them all to wear with like you know at this point we're only down to four people all the other security guards have uh died have passed i think i believe and i like how there's like uh, optical effects where like the hats like like (laughs) they're like red lightning hits them to show that they're working yeah it's like all this glowing uh, glitter it's very like kids movie yeah Uh, and then they're of course flying Mm -hmm. around like well like peter pan uh on on these wires and they're like woo uh, which is pretty funny, and then one of them becomes possessed in the air, uh, and then you know, back and forth, and eventually Stephen Chow, who does he have a name in this movie? Uh, Leo. I think they, they call, call him Leon. Leo. Yeah, Leo. from Leon the It's funny because he yeah, in Leo. the subtitles it says Leo, but everywhere I look online, it's he's listed as Leon. Okay, well that could have been the wrong a wrong subtitle. It's quite possible. Uh, so he are... becomes possessed, and he's like. I can hold the ghost off because I am strong of character, which is something that he's been preaching this whole movie. And uh, he urges Natalie Portman uh, surrogate to stab him. I think uh, to cut his head open. Is that what he says? says. Yeah. Did she have the chainsaw in her hands or an axe or something like that? I can't remember. (laughs) One of those things. You don't see it, but it just kind of fades to white. Yeah. uh, She doesn't want to do it because she does it. And now uh, we only... Our, uh, yeah, our remaining three security guards and Natalie Portman are in the insane asylum. Now, my question yes. about this is, why does an insane asylum have like a mezzanine that you can jump off of? <laughs> because they, they, they do. The, the three guys, are get, they get it in their head that they can, they can jump. What, what happens? They think they can fly? A fly <laughs> they can build the flying hats and make millions. Yeah. Um, so they just jump off a balcony. Uh, and that does not work. And then it has uh, Natalie Portman is waiting for Stephen Chow to show up. And what's that? Some You just see like someone's shoulder and then the flower turns toward that person and it's Stephen Chow. So that means he's dead. Yeah. So he comes back as a ghost. Uh, they have, mm-hmm. you know, a cute little ending. And then some bloops play where it looks like Stephen Chow's just a funny guy, full of laughs, breaking corpse endurance. I mean, I it's love funny, it. but there's no uh, there's no audio, <laughs> so you don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! How dare you corpse during my scene? I mean, I love bloopers. I'm a big fan of bloopers. I used to watch that Dick Clark show, um, but like. I- 
American Band. <laughs> I think it was just called Bloopers. I'm not. I'm not sure. His New Year's Eve show. Uh, yeah. But like, uh, you know, it just it didn't seem like your typical like, oh, I blew my line blooper. It, just, it was just like the situ- situation was so funny. We were just laughing, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, it puts you in a good. Mood. I remember uh, Kevin Smith once saying that like Dogma ends with bloopers, and on the commentary he's like, yeah, it makes it look like we had fun. We didn't. <laughs> so it was a conscious decision. <laughs> yes, probably because I. I know that uh, the Stephen Child film Shaolin Soccer also ends with bloops, so you know, it was a thing that he was going for a while. Maybe the newspapers were writing about how he was a very serious and dour individual. He's like, no, 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 look, I'm a fun yeah, guy. Like all the, all I have all no Jackie, triad All the Jackie Chan films end with bloopers, you know? Those mm-hmm. are a different kind of blooper, though. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Jackie Chan shows up in uh, Stephen Chow's King of Comedy as a stuntman that uh, does a better job than Stephen Chow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I haven't seen Shaolin Soccer, but the clip that I saw, it contains a lot of CG. Uh, I will say about this movie, Out of the Dark, I appreciate that it's it's all just this kind of like practical, low budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's 95. So. I know, but I, I enjoy that. You yeah. know, and as far as your horror comedies, you know, in the West, what do we have? We've got our Evil Dead, Shaun of the Dead, your scary movies. <laughs> All the other. I don't know. I don't know what you have. Wait, other wait. Than after that. those two, you go to scary. Well, movies. can you name more? I can't think of anything. Oh uh, yeah, I can name a lot. American Werewolf in London. That's barely uh, a comedy. That's a comedy. It's, it's barely pretty funny. a comedy. Uh, yeah, uh, let me think. I had one in my mind that I was going to say, and then I lost it. Oh, Fright Night. That's a oh, horror yeah, comedy. Uh, again, barely a comedy, but I do really <laughs> like that movie. Uh, I feel like that movie's mm-hmm. more of like a teen comedy horror, because it's kind of like a coming <laughs> of age. <laughs> All right, you're getting real into it. <laughs> but the, yeah, but that but movie you- doesn't have like the gags like this one, you know? No, like you mean like a movie that has like top secret style gags, but also the blood and the yeah. commitment during some scene. Yeah, there ain't that many movies in North America because North American filmmakers don't want to play with tones like yeah, that. It's, it's, it's hard to balance. It's and very the, segregated. The, the audience here would never go for it. It's 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 a no. very very niche audience. It's just not the. It took me a long time, like when I started watching Hong Kong movies, to get into the mindset. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just very different. Yeah, the energy is different, and it kind of goes, you know, can swing very quickly from one tone to the other. But if you look at like you, you mentioned like the Three Stooges, mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> only because they're they're getting people are getting slapped so much in this <laughs> but movie. All I'm and is, I thought you were gonna say the Three Stooges; they can go from drama <laughs> to comedy uh, in the blink of an eye. I was just saying that like that style of comedy was a part of America, you know. Um, but we kind of went away from slapstick. it was yeah. We went away from slapstick in a big way uh you know in like the i don't know 60s 70s you know oh yeah i i'm just thinking like but those those they would never swing between tones like something like this would yeah although Mm -hmm. again there's not that much of this that's like super serious but you do have your like uh, especially in the first pedophilia jokes rape jokes well blood spraying out of people's mouths yeah um, or are you, like you're thinking of the sequence of like the grandmother haunting the woman, yeah. which is played straight. Yeah, for sure. Like that, like that could yeah. be something out of like, like Evil Dead or something. Really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like Sam Raimi can definitely do that kind of balance. 
like drag me to hell comes to mind like that's definitely has a a very over-the-top comedic elements to it a little film called impossible horror thank you very much never heard of it (laughs) yeah me neither don't watch it guys (laughs) skip it yeah um so justin what other stephen chow movies would you recommend you know for the uh uh the new a newbie like me if someone had i mean definitely watch alan soccer Kung Fu Hustle. Those were his two like big North American hits. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves those ones. I would uh, recommend Love on Delivery, which is that he's in love with a woman and uh, he accidentally saves her. Well, he doesn't accidentally save her. He saves her from like a bunch of bullies while dressed up in a Garfield mask. <laughs> okay. And so for the rest of the movie, she's looking for a Garfield masked hero. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, from Beijing with Love is definitely a mixture of like insane violent splatter with like really over the top stuff. That's a James Bond parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really like God of Cookery. I'm not that big of a fan. I think that one's particularly mean spirited. I've seen uh, a bit Someone, of it. Hang on. From Beijing with Love, did you play that uh, for your summer movie Mind Mounts? Yes, I okay. did. Okay, I, I did see the beginning of that. I had to go mm-hmm. out and do something, but I, I definitely yeah, because he's like something about chopping meat or something at the beginning yeah he's like a <laughs> yeah. butcher who's also a secret oh, spy I did, right. I did see yeah, yeah. like the first 15 minutes of that mm-hmm. so okay I, def- mm-hmm. I did was i was digging that so i definitely will finish uh, finish that one but yeah those ones are really good he has like a big filmography and i know it can be scary but if you start there like um there's enough movies there that you can start like going down the line mm-hmm. try to avoid anything that has like sequels in it and some of his movies are like very verbally based so you want to avoid those, like the plague. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... And then uh, CJ7. <laughs> oh, yeah, CJ7. The one that he's barely in and is about a CGI alien who, like, it farts or something like that. This, I don't know. this sounds right well, up my actually, alley. Well, actually, The Mermaid was pretty well received, yeah. right? Yeah, The Mermaid's okay. The Mermaid, again, like, it... it has like one amazing sequence where a mermaid man has to pretend to be a sushi chef and he starts <laughs> cutting himself up. Oh wait, I think I've seen that bits of this on. That sounds pretty funny. I yeah. think I've seen bits of this on. Uh, and on the mermaid? No, he's a squid man. Yeah, and he's like making yeah, sushi. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Mm, and he's like chopping himself up. Yeah. No, <laughs> so that's funny, but like. Uh, the problem is, like, he's made movies, like, the last movie he directed was The New King of Comedy. He doesn't want to act in movies anymore. Um. And it's such a bummer, because, like, people are doing, like, Stephen Chow imitations, mm-hmm. and it's not that good. Like, there'll always be, like, one scene that's kind of funny. Like, in The New King of Comedy, a woman goes to get plastic surgery, and she has, like, a newspaper uh, clipping from a magazine. She's like, make me look like this through plastic surgery. And the uh, physician looks, and on the other side is a photo of a gorilla. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> She's like, yes, yes. Like this. <laughs> so he turns her into it. <laughs> well, you have to see the scene. It, uh, again, well, I mean, that's the one joke that stood out that I remember. <laughs> I know you love your gorilla-based comedy. I do. Uh... But yeah, so uh, definitely like Sean Soccer, Kung Fu Hustle, uh, From Beijing with Love, and Love on Delivery are the ones that I would highly recommend to check out. All right. Well, I'll keep those in mind. Um, Thank Mm -hmm. you again, Nick, for the great recommendation. Um, As we said earlier, this is available on iTunes in Canada. You can rent it for five bucks. Uh, Same with uh, YouTube. I think you can rent it for four bucks maybe on there. Uh, And uh, maybe it's on uh, Netflix in your country. Who knows? It seems to be pretty widely available. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd recommend it for sure. 
Especially with the Halloween season starting. Yeah, right? we got to start no? our spooky movies a little early this year. I mean, by the time this comes out, it will be September. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's some people us. call it following. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for. I'm ready for fall like tomorrow, guys. It's oh, been way, I way hate too summer. hot. Let it end. Yeah. I used to love summer. I, I officially hate summer. I, I, I don't oh, want it. Falls over so fast, though. I mean, I do like the the cool weather. I'm a fan of <laughs> yeah, spring. And, and fall yeah and when winter starts it's like it's so beautiful and then a month later you're like let winter be over let me die all you can do is walk around in big puffy coats and and you know uh, <sighs> hate hate life um but you know no, that's, that sounds so good though not to be like hot at home Ugh. yeah i know anyway. we're, we're too hot right now uh, we just got out of like a heat wave though it's that's the thing really, T- today like, was bad, really cool like, it was nice long heat wave where the humidity was 94 percent and the humidex was 40 degrees celsius it 94 percent like aren't you in water at that this point? is insane like, is yeah high? i looked at it the other morning it was like right <laughs> after you know as soon as the sun comes out and starts baking all that like water out the ground it was like 94 mm. <laughs> percent like, well we, you, you go for a walk outside it's like i literally can't breathe I, yeah. it's like i'm in the tropics up in here uh okay uh if you want to email the podcast we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com and we're on twitter at no such thing pod and uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. Uh, if you want to subscribe at the $5 level, you'll get a bonus episode every two weeks. And if you're on the $2 level or up, you can be submitted uh, into the bad movie lottery uh, like the episode that we just had today. And uh, next uh, week, we have uh, our little bonus episode coming out. Uh, we're talking about F9, the newest Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, and if you know us, you know we are all very big fans of the Fast and the Furious franchise. So uh, <laughs> F9, franchise nine, that's what it should be called. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two of us are not fans of John Cena. Who is it? <laughs> Listen to the episode to find out. Yeah. Over, you know, you'll, overstated. You'll I, never, I, you'll I, never I don't mean to rag on him. Yeah, you can't see him. That's the John Cena thing from wrestling, oh, I hear. I, I've never actually know. watched him wrestle. <laughs> Did he wrestle under the name John Cena? Yeah, he didn't have like a... Wasn't he like uh, the Cena-nator or something? I don't know. <laughs> the Cena-nator? Ew. No, he was the, like, the th- people hated John Cena because he was the good guy who always won. Oh. And he had no real gimmick. Uh, I think he was a rapper for a while, and that what? was his gimmick. Yeah. Wow, you're just blowing my mind oh my with God. all this John Cena I knowledge. think he has a rap album. I'm checking here. Oh, my God. Uh, this is awful. I, 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 Doesn't he speak uh, Mandarin? Uh, yes, but supposedly he's tonally off, so it's difficult <laughs> to understand him. I loved watching that apology video. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah, where he's like, Taiwan is not a country. <laughs> oh, God, John, no. Did you hear about that, April? No. He, like, admitted, he said China, Taiwan was a, a country. In passing, I think. In passing, in and then, yeah. uh, because, like, I think Fast 9 or something was going to open up in China. He mm-hmm. it was, the, I guess, the producers forced him to go and apologize and like, Yeah, Mandarin. that's a huge no-no in... China says that Taiwan is part of them when, yes, uh, Taiwan is its own country. It was very funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I me doing an apology. No, 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 I, feel I thought they were their own country, but I know there's some there's some April bad We're about to launch the podcast in China. <laughs> Sorry. Come. Obviously, we love. Oh you. no, they're making a new law. You can only listen to three <laughs> hours of podcasts every week. Oh, make it no such thing as a bad movie. Cut to, cut to all three of us making a, an apology video in Mandarin. Mandarin. <laughs>
so that's what happened. They had, he had to speak Mandarin and he just fucked it up. Oh, oh he's been learning Mandarin for a long time. It's actually time. pretty good. Oh. It sounds yeah. good to me, but hey, what do I know? I don't know Mandarin. Yeah, well, he's subtitled uh, when he talks yeah. in uh, China because, yeah, people have said that it's it's like a thing that when you're an adult, if you learn the language, you can't really, f- it's it's very difficult yeah, it is. to uh, but, do. You know, from, from uh, an outsider listening, I'm like, hey, that's, that's kind of sounds okay. I mean, I, I gotta say, if this is a John Cena cast, he's also one of the wrestlers that there's like nothing bad about him mm. has come out ever. Well, and uh, like everybody loves him. He has the most Make a Wish kid uh, visits of anyone on the planet. Yeah, it just means he's covering up for something. <laughs> yeah, something bad. It's just like it's just like the Hulkster brother. It's gonna come Maybe out. Maybe that's why we don't like him. He's just Ugh, too good. I shouldn't have eaten that sushi. <laughs> <laughs> he's too perfect. We're waiting. Well, we're that's waiting why for him people hated out. him at the WWE. Yeah, like they were like, I, I, like he's too perfect. They were annoyed I mean, by him. He's not perfect. Look at his George. He used to wear like a backwards baseball cap too. Oh, well, God. wasn't he in that firefighter movie? Uh, I'm never gonna let that go. Which one? I, I might be talking out of turn. You might not. Are even you talking? Are you thinking that. of the Marine? No, no, no. It came out last year. And he, it was like him oh, and a, the kids. Wait, why are you holding that against him? Yeah, the kids' looked, firefighter it movie. Bad. <laughs> That's why. Um, he's good I in the Suicide Squad. I like him in that. Yeah, he's good. He wasn't bad in that. Um, <laughs> we're not. April will not. Just like Roman <laughs> Reigns, she will not budge as John Cena attacks. Um, okay, so uh, cut to cut to April patient? making um, an apology to John Cena in <laughs> <laughs> Mandarin. <laughs> Things I said were completely taken yeah, out of context. Like, hey, you're listening to the No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm John Cena, your host. I'm here with Justin the Clue with Colin Cunningham. We're not even going to acknowledge that other host. That's that funny. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you All if right. you want to reach me, I'm at April and Mansky at Twitter uh, uh, and Instagram. You can reach me. Um, uh, why? Well, you can reach me. That's a weird way to start <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter, DeClue J, D-C-L-O-U-X, letter J, or on Letterboxd, Justin DeClue. I also podcast every week on the Important Cinema Club and the Bay Street Video Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And real quick before we go, I meant to ask you, Justin, is there a Stephen Chow episode of the Important Cinema Club? There is, I and it, it is one of the most shocking episodes of the Important Cinema Club ever, because Will admits he doesn't really find him that funny. Wow, <laughs> that's oh shocking. That is shocking. It, it is the only time that I was taken so aback that I recorded, after we recorded that, uh, like uh, like an answer to Will's because Will's like name me some funny movies he made that I was like uh, 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 like I didn't <laughs> you on the spot. so shocked uh, <laughs> so I had to go back and mention some so it's weird so you hear my voice change <laughs> and Will when I brought that up to him a few months ago he said I never said that I'm like I we recorded a podcast about you it. might need to re-record that podcast or be like <laughs> yeah, Stephen Chow yeah. revisited you know because he was like maybe he was just in a bad mood but he's like yeah it's not that much I find funny about cut him to, cut I'm to like, Will making a video apology to Stephen Chow yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is shocking Will has no teeth anymore no he said he finds like Shaolin Soccer funny and Kung Fu Hustle but like the ones he watched for that week he was like eh you know, he wasn't really feeling Those it this is the only two so. I've uh, seen other than this one I think he had seen Out of the Dark too mm-hmm. And he wasn't a fan. 
So it's still just it's shocking to me just because like you know he he loves the Three Stooges you know Jerry Lewis Looney Looney Tunes like those are all very similar things but you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is the ultimate crossover podcast where I get to shit talk Will and he he'll never know because he never listens to this <laughs> podcast. no no you're not shit talking Will no. uh, Will's great I'm just talking about his opinions on movies without him being here to defend himself wait are you gonna like <laughs> I have to say about this thing as well oh no you're gonna dunk on Jerry Lewis <laughs> not to uh, no, yeah. You have to complain about John Cena doing that CGI bull movie, Ferdinand. Yeah. How dare you? Oh, God, you? that was John Cena? Yeah. Oh, man, oh, why hate him even more? Okay, uh, that's <laughs> it for this week. Uh, I know it's still September, but maybe soon we can get some spooky things coming your way. I mean, we'll probably save it for October, but you never know. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm April Edmansky. I'm Justin the Clue. And I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there is no such thing as a bad movie.